Welcome to Creative Biolabs. We provide reliable oncolytic virus therapy development services for clients globally. Our service covers all aspects from virus engineering, cell biology, to animal testing. We have archived professional academic reports and the latest scientific progress on oncolytic virus therapy by making it into a podcast column. You can subscribe us to follow the latest updates on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. There are many treatment options for cancer treatment. Some of the most common ones are surgery, radiotherapy, chemotherapy, and immunotherapy. And which one to choose depends on two factors, the type of cancer and the severity of cancer. Surgery is the process by which a surgeon physically removes a cancer from a patient's body. Radiotherapy uses high dose of radiation to kill cancer cells and reduce tumor size. Chemotherapy uses drugs to kill cancer cells. Immunotherapies fight cancer by assisting the patient's own immune system. Today we invite Jensen, who is an expert in cancer treatment area. Jensen and his team have been working on improving the survival of patients with immunotherapy. Thank you for joining us Jensen. Good evening everyone. Thank you for inviting me. You have listed some of the most used cancer treatment options. Today, I want to focus on the immunotherapy. It has shown great potential as a targeted method to treat cancer. As the name suggests, it works by using the body's own immune system to fight against tumor cells. To promote the response of the immune system to cancer cells, there are a variety of cancer immunotherapies to choose from. In the past decades, as we continue to understand the role of the immune system in the development of malignant diseases, the development of various clinical cancer immunotherapy strategies has been promoted. And with the remarkable effect of anti-CTLA-4 and anti-PD-1 antibody in tumor research, immunotherapy has set off a revolution in cancer treatment. While many people may think that immunotherapy is a therapy to improve immunity, or that immunotherapy is an immunosuppressant, but it is much more than that. Immunotherapy is currently divided into four categories, which are immunosuppressant, tumor vaccine, cellular immunotherapy, and nonspecific immunomodulator. Which one is the most important? I'd say the tumor vaccines. It is regarded as an attractive way to treat cancer. Isn't it what your team is working on? Yes. Tumor vaccine can introduce tumor antigen into patients in various forms, such as nucleic acid, protein polypeptide, bacterial, and viral vectors, dendritic cells. The antigens then stimulate T cells in patients to activate their own specific cellular immunity. And tumor vaccines are further divided into preventive vaccines and therapeutic vaccines based on their efficacy. A preventive vaccine is to prevent the occurrence of cancer in healthy people. At present, there are two kinds of preventive tumor vaccines on the market, including human papillomavirus vaccine and hepatitis B virus vaccine. A therapeutic vaccine, on the other hand, is used for tumor treatment and can also be combined with other treatment options like surgery, radiotherapy, chemotherapy for adjuvant treatment of tumor. And that was categorized based on efficacy. 
I believe the termer vaccines can also be categorized based on the form of tumor-associated antigens? Yes, that's right. Using the form of tumor-associated antigen, tumor vaccines can be roughly divided into four categories. The tumor peptide vaccines, nucleic acid vaccines, viral and bacterial carrier vaccines, and the dendritic cell vaccines. Can you briefly go over the characteristics of each? Sure. For tumor peptide vaccines, they are mostly composed of tumor cell lysates, or synthetic tumor antigen peptides, that are used in tumor patients alone, or supplemented with adjuvants. Tumor antigen peptides enter the body, directly induce the response of cytotoxic T lymphocytes in the body, and stimulate the body's specific tumor immune response. Then, for the nucleic acid vaccines, we are talking about the DNA vaccines mostly, in which a foreign gene encoding a certain tumor antigen is cloned into eukaryotic expression vector. The recombinant plasmid DNA is introduced into the host, and the foreign gene is expressed in the host. These antigens can induce specific cellular and humoral immune responses and activate the body's immune system. For the viral and bacterial carrier vaccine, the tumor antigen gene is inserted into the genome or plasmid DNA of bacteria or virus to express efficiently. It can simulate the natural infection of pathogens, stimulate the body to produce efficient and lasting humoral and cellular immunity, and play an anti-tumor role. The last one is dendritic cell vaccine. To create this type of vaccines, we first need to isolate the patient's own monocytes, induce and culture dendritic cells in vitro, load tumor antigen and reinfuse them into the patient's body. It can stimulate the proliferation of specific tumor T cells and play the role of long-term tumor monitoring and tumor killing. What are the pros and cons of cancer vaccines? They are highly efficient, have strong specificity and minimal adverse reactions. So they have important clinical values. You know, they are such a big attraction right now. With their ability to induce specific systemic immune response. Which can target not only primary tumor but also metastatic lesions. And they can ensure the protection of tumor recurrence. Because of their production of immune memory cell pool. However, they are expensive. And we still have much room to improve since this technique is not yet mature. What kind of cancer vaccines you and your team have been working on? We have been working on the oncolytic virus to be used as a cancer vaccine treatment strategy. And many studies in recent decades have shown that the immune stimulation of oncolytic virus is the key to its therapeutic effect. What can you tell us about the characteristics of oncolytic viruses? I think their most important characteristics would be that it can selectively target, replicate, and dissolve tumor cells in patients. When tumor cells are lysed by oncolytic virus, all contents of damaged cells are released. These include tumor-associated antigens, virus particles, and different intermediates of virus replication cycle. The tumor-associated antigen released by the damaged cells can be absorbed by dendritic cells and further processed to present to T cells. Activated dendritic cells can also provide necessary costimulatory signals for immune effector cells. 
thus inducing a strong immune response to specific tumor-associated antigens. In the context of oncolytic virus infection, tumor cell-specific lysis and tumor-associated antigen release ensure the activation of tumor-specific immune response. Have these oncolytic virus-based therapeutic cancer vaccines been tested in clinical studies? Yeah, there are a few clinical studies. For example, there are clinical phase 3 studies using TVEC in tumors. TVEC is a genetically modified herpes simplex virus type 1. Compared with granulocyte macrophage colony stimulating factor alone, Oncolytic virus-induced systemic immune response has been observed these studies. Although the virus was injected into the lesion in this study, the volume of 15% of visceral metastases was reduced by more than 50%, and none of these metastases was injected. And then there is a clinical phase 2 trial, which also confirmed the effect of systemic antitumor vaccination namely intraperitoneal injection of oncolytic measles virus, encoded sodium iodide transporter, in the treatment of ovarian cancer. In this study, T-cells separated from the peripheral blood of patients undergoing treatment were stimulated with ovarian cancer-specific peptide in vitro to stimulate specific interferon gamma reactions. That's amazing. So do you think there are still room to improve the effectiveness of these cancer virus vaccines? Like what can we expect of these vaccines in the near future? Oh yeah, there are definitely room to improve. Scientists are actively studying how to further promote the effectiveness of these oncolytic viruses. I know that some groups have been trying to bind the oncolytic virus to drugs that generally enhance immune cell effects such as different cytokines, or checkpoint-blocking antibodies. However, a potential defect of these methods may be an antiviral immune response and an anti-tumor immune response amplification. Is there any way to overcome this defect? Yeah. One of the strategies to overcome this restriction is to use oncolytic virus as a carrier of additional tumor-associated antigens and turn the immune response to tumors. The feasibility and effectiveness of this method have been confirmed in preclinical and clinical studies of different oncolytic viruses. Thanks Jensen for sharing your expertise and experience with us today. That's the end of today's show. Thank you everyone for listening. We will continue with our discussions on the delivery of oncolytic viruses next week.